Brian McClanahan Show, episode 335. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page at Brian McClanahan and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast at Brian McClanahan. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com mclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll. And of course, you get the best deals on new courses and forthcoming courses. That's a big hint. If you're watching this or listening to this podcast on August 3rd, this is the last day that you're going to get the best deal if you're a McClanahan Academy subscriber on the newest course. So you want that, right? So you get over there and get that. You can also support the show by going to brianmcclanahan.com forward slash support. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep the lights on, help keep the podcast going. Get your Brian McClanahan book plates there. If you want my autograph on one of my books, just buy one of those book plates. I'll send it out in the mail to you. Of course, I have a new book out, Southern Scribblings. It's a great book, 60 essays on the Southern tradition. You're going to want it. It's going to make you laugh, going to make you cry, all kinds of things. So you're going to want to get that book. You can also click on that shop tab on my webpage. You can get your Brian McClanahan Show logo on all kinds of cool stuff. Your Think Locally, Act Locally logo and all kinds of cool stuff. So you're going to want that too. And of course, you can go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. It's a great way to support the show as well. All kinds of great ways to support the show. Always remember, share the material around on social media. Rate it wherever you get your podcasts. I've got this podcast on multiple platforms. Wherever you get that podcast, rate it. And make sure you get people thinking locally and acting locally. The more organic growth, the better. And always send me your suggestions. Now, this particular show is a Think Locally, Act Locally show. And I'm going to base it on a series of tweets by a Harvard Law professor named Adrian Vermeule. So I want to read his tweets and then I want to explain where I think he is 100% accurate, though Think Locally and Acting Locally might prevent some of the things that we're going to see. And so he sent out these tweets, and I need to pull up my information here. Sent out these tweets uh, yesterday, and he says, If Biden wins, there will not be a right-wing version of resistance, hashtag resistance. Since 1789, the right side of the assembly believes deep down that its losses are entirely legitimate, whereas the left believes deep down that its own losses are a betrayal of the constitutional order. And he says, I'll leave this as the test of whether I'm correct. If Biden is elected, and if there are right-wing protests that reach or exceed this level of violence, I was wrong. And he's talking about anti-Trump protests. Some violent erupt for a third night nationwide. This is after, I guess Trump was, I didn't click on the links from USA Today. And he says that, you know, so many people are thinking about the Tea Party and other things. Um, and he says this is a case of projection. Now, I want to focus on this idea. Now, I, again, I've done, a, I've done a podcast, I did, a, I did an episode on the, the violent left and how they are the most destructive and violent force in the history of the world, particularly since the French Revolution, which he's bringing up there. 1789 
is the French Revolution. And conservatives tend to look at their losses as legitimate losses. Now, I think there are some things being set up for that where that may not be. I mean, Trump's tweet about moving the election. Some people wanted me to, to talk about this. Moving the election. First of all, the president can't do that. Congress could change the date for the election if they wanted to. They're not going to. We haven't ever really done that before in any major crisis. So that's not going to happen. But I think what Trump is setting up for here, and particularly his, his comments about mail-in voting, is exactly what everyone is criticizing, believing the right is going to do. You had, you had Jim, I think it was uh, Clyburn, some, one of these morons in the Democrat Party got up yesterday or the day before and said, Trump's not going to leave. He's going to come up with some crisis, stay in office. These people are stoking the flames for illegitimacy. In fact, what they've said about the entire time that Trump has been president, he's an illegitimate president. So this is why you have all these protests and everything else is illegitimacy. So what Trump is doing is exactly what Vera Mule is saying the right won't do, which is claim that the next election will be illegitimate. And if the right does do this, then they are going to be smashed. You see... The right cannot protest like the left does because, accordingly, the right does not have the veil of virtue covering their actions. Uh, in fact, what it really is for the left is counterfeit virtue. Now, this moral superiority that seems to follow them everywhere. Well, we are morally superior because we support poor people or we support social justice, whatever it is. Whatever cause they have cloaks them in some type of moral superiority to everyone else. This goes all the way back to the Puritans. Again, I, I hate to keep bashing this idea of um, the political Puritans. It's not the theology behind Puritan, the Puritans that was bad. It was the way they viewed society and that counterfeit virtue that they created, as it was called later on. This counterfeit virtue that the political left has. You see, I mean, this is the dichotomy you get about the war, for example. The war was about slavery. Well, how was it about slavery? Was it a moral crusade against slavery? Well, no. Because was it a moral crusade against white supremacy? No. Because we know the North was just as white supremacist as the South. We know that the North had slave states in it until 1865. Right? So what was it really? It was about power. And you see, that's what all these things are really about. Power. The left thinks that anything, if they are not in power, it's illegitimate. Even if the right is doing exactly what they want them to do. Trump is not some right winger when it comes to policy. I mean, look at the way that the uh, budget has exploded since Trump has been in office. There's been very few things that Trump has done that would have been considered right wing at any time. Even his comments about immigration would have been the same things Democrats were saying just 50 years ago about immigration or labor unions, uh, you know, buy American, made in the USA, let's get factories here, let's jack up some tariffs. This is what the left would have been doing in America just 50 years ago. Now we could say this is what the Hamiltonians were doing. Were they conservative? Were they not conservative? I mean, what is that really? Is this I mean, he was doing it, of course, when you look at the labor unions and the Democrats, they were doing it all in the name of blue-collar workers, right? So it had a, this, again, cloak of moral superiority. They're helping workers in America, when really what they're doing is helping big business. I mean, tariffs have always been corporate welfare. 
It's exactly what they are. And of course, because the corporations benefit or the factories benefit, then the workers do benefit from that. But we can't say that, say, about tax cuts. If people get tax cuts and they can hire more workers, well, that's, I mean, that's not seen as anything helping workers. That's just helping rich people. You see, the language is important. The language of the left has won the day. It's the language and the way things are used. So what Vermeule is saying is that, hey, if Biden wins, there's not going to be any protests against Biden because conservatives will say, well, I mean, we lost fair and square. Did we really lose fair and square? Was any of this really fair and square if you're a conservative? When you have large numbers of people coming in and you, and you, you enfranchise these people and you get them to vote by offering them things, by offering them, you become Santa Claus. And then not just that, you have potential, the mass potential for voter fraud with mail-in voting, mass mail voting. Now, again, people mail vote all the time with absentee ballots. But when everybody votes by mail, as, as Jeff Dice pointed out, where is the chain? How, do you, how are you know that when you scrawl in your, your vote and you put it out in the mail, that letter's even going to go anywhere? How do you know that people aren't writing these things in and, and committing mass voter fraud. We don't know. This is why you need in-person voting. It's why in-person voting is essential for election security. You see, because at the end of the day, what this is all about is power. So how do we know any of this is going to be legitimate? The left, if, this was, if, this, if Trump wins in 2020, expect even more violence, even more violent protests than what you're seeing right now. Expect it. And you know what? Nobody's going to do anything about it. And I say that by giving a couple of examples. We've seen, uh, and, and if the right does it, it's going to be smashed. Now, here, here are the examples. We've seen over the last month uh, massive protests in the United States that fly in the face of everything we were told we were supposed to be doing right now. And everybody knows this, right? I mean, you can go out, you can protest, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to social distance. You have to do any of that. And yet somehow this has not affected the spike in COVID cases one bit, not one time. But Trump has a rally, and that, that spikes COVID cases, you see. Then, then, uh, we've seen mass violent protests in Portland, for example, and across other cities. I mean, look, monuments are defaced. Things have been pulled down. Public property has been ruined. All of these things. And nobody, in fact, nobody's done anything about it. In fact, it's been encouraged by the government. Encouraged by local government and state governments. And even leaders in Congress to do these things. Nobody's really been arrested. I mean, when people do get arrested in Portland, for example, I mean, there's, oh my gosh, mass indignation that someone was arrested. Now, I have talked about that. I don't think federal troops should be there. Federal boots on the ground, whatever you want to call them, whether they're police, DEA agents, whatever they are, border agents, whatever they are, they're a militarized police force, and I think that's unconstitutional. Let Portland burn itself to the ground. This is what they get. You, you get the government you endure. So if the people endure it, well, then that's what they deserve. I mean, you, you deserve the government you endure. So let it burn, right? You can go and spray paint federal courthouses and public property all day long. If you're on the left, you can have protests. If you're on the left, you can go out and ignore every social distancing protocol, 
every mask protocol, everything. You can ignore it all if you want to, if you're on the left. On the other hand, if you're on the right, well, you can't do any of that. In fact, there are a couple of kids, 20-year-old, I'd say, you know, young men, young men and women, who went to the Planned Parenthood Clinic in, in Washington, D.C. the other day, and they decided to put on the sidewalk in front of that clinic in chalk, Black Babies' Lives Matter. In chalk. In chalk. Not spray paint. Not permanent. Not, not Nothing. They didn't deface anything. They were writing in chalk. The police confront them and tell them that they keep writing in chalk, they will be arrested. So the young man decides he's going to keep writing in chalk, so he is arrested. Now think about this image. In D.C., we just had protests where we had the Albert Pike statue completely torn down. Monuments defaced. Now I know Trump put up you know, troops against that, the Lincoln Memorial. There was an effort made to show force there to stop the uh, destruction of public property. But people were using spray paint. They were chiseling. They were doing all kinds of horrible things to these monuments, and no one was arrested. They pulled them down. Permanent destruction. Here are a couple of kids that go out in chalk. Now, I've got kids that use sidewalk chalk. You can take a hand blower and you can blow it off, right? A hose gets rid of everything. No, there's no evidence that it was even there. This is chalk. And yet these kids are arrested. So where is the equal justice in America? Where is the, uh, where are the protests for these right-wing kids that were out simply scrawling in chalk? A message that would seem to comport with the movement for Uh, black lives matter. You know, black babies' lives matter. I mean, this should this was something that people were talking about. Uh, lives matter. You know, so where is the, where is the outrage over a couple of kids getting arrested for putting chalk on a sidewalk? Well, it's not there. Why is it not there? Because their message is not one that the left would support. You see, left wing violence is okay because it has this moral superiority to it. This virtue, this really counterfeit virtue, this virtue to it. Yet what these kids were doing, and somebody commented, I, I put on, on Twitter, you know, um, if they had just gone out with spray paint and, uh, you know, attacked a monument or a federal courthouse, no worries. You don't get arrested for that. And somebody said, well, when, why can these kids tell, uh, you know, women what to do? See, people miss the whole point. That's not the point I was making. You can go out and do anything you want if you have a left-wing crusade. In fact, that's... That's the point. I mean, it was the point, too, though. You can have a left-wing crusade. You can vandalize. You can destroy. You can burn Bibles. You can burn flags in front of the courthouse. Cause massive destruction every single day. They have people out in Portland putting the barricades back up, cleaning up all the trash and all the debris from all the nasty people that go out there and do this stuff every single day. And yet, it's fine. It's fine. You can do that all day. But yet, a couple of kids go out with Crayola sidewalk chalk, which you can, I mean, just blow off with a blower, sweep it off with a broom, and somehow that's vandalism, and these kids need to be arrested. 
the absolute hypocrisy of this is, I mean, dumbfounding. But this is where we are in the, in the 21st century. And this is why I say you could not have protests against left-wing government in America and expect that they would not be crushed and violently crushed. I can tell you right now, if Biden wins and people go out and they protest in any way, they will be portrayed as enemies of the state and the police will be sent in to arrest them all. Why? Because the right uses chalk while the left uses spray paint. Right? This is exactly, it's a, it's a nice metaphor. The right uses chalk while the left uses spray paint. So this is the major problem. Now, the right, of course, could take a page from the nonviolent resistance of the 1960s and say, you know what? Well, I guess we're, we're going to go out, and this is what I mentioned before, you're going to stand in shirt and tie, you're going to take the abuse because you're going to be abused if you want to protest. This is what you'd have to do. You would have to be nonviolent protesters and you would have to be arrested and the world would have to see this is the face of the left. Now, I'm not so certain that that's going to really make much of a difference anymore because the left controls the mechanisms of power and Conservatives protesting, I mean, gosh, what are you doing? You can't do that. You can't do that at all. That's illegitimate. You don't do that. You accept. Because, you see, this is what the left has taught you to do. You accept what they give you. Because they have the moral superiority, at least in their mind. So what does this have to do with think locally, act locally? Well, D.C. is a lost cause. First of all, nobody should go to D.C. and do anything. In fact, we should just ignore D.C. And i give you an example. There was a Texas town where there was some agitation for removing a Confederate monument. The city council voted five to nothing to keep it. They basically told all the malcontents and babies and petulant little children that were throwing a fit about a monument, which means nothing. It doesn't hurt anybody or do anything. We know these monuments were not put up for any type of nefarious reasons. We know that. We can go and look at the documentary evidence when they were put up in the first place. There's no need need to... uh, codify some type of racial superiority because it was already there. I mean, the same thing in the North. And we know these people aren't really concerned about these monuments because we know the 54th Massachusetts monument has been vandalized. We know monuments to abolitionists have been vandalized. You see, this is not about the war. It's about simply superiority in terms of power. What can they get away with? And what can they do to thumb their nose at power and destroy Western civilization? So, this Texas town voted 5 nothing to keep the monument up. Yeah, we're not going to take it down. Basically, get lost. Get lost. Go away. That's a victory. You see, this is where I said think locally, act locally matters because a victory like that means something. This is where I tell you to get involved in city council. Get involved in school boards. Get involved in those things because you know what? In that little Texas town, it doesn't matter what happens in Portland. It doesn't matter what happens in Richmond. While it's tragic... In each area, for its own reason, in that little Texas town, that monument stays. And those people in that town still have that culture. If you watch uh, you know, or read you know, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, or you, or you read uh, C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia, and you see what you have there uh, in all of these different things, the local matters. Now, there's always this bigger picture, Middle Earth and all this kind of stuff, but these communities matter, holding on to their their heroic traditions and who their people are. These things matter, and they're very suspicious of outsiders to come in and change that, and they won't allow it to be changed 
violently changed. And these people are seen as the good guys. The invaders, the orcs, the evil, they're the bad guys. <laughs> this is why I'm surprised these movies are even allowed to be shown anymore. But you have this reverence for people, for place, for uh, the environment in a way that's important, the natural beauty of the world. Uh, and it's not, a, it's not a left-wing Marxist crusade to make people so they, they can't eat cows. It's just appreciating the beauty of the world and the natural environment for what it is, God's creation. But this is where the local matters. Get involved locally. And what happens outside of your little town? It's, again, tragic. But your little town is safe and secure. And it doesn't mean that you have to, I mean, you don't have to watch and guard against these things because they can certainly infiltrate. So you do your best to keep them out. Keep these things out of your town. You have to, you, of course, you can't uh, do anything that would be nasty, but be vigilant against these things. Stamp them out when they come up. When it comes up in a, in a, in a uh, civics organization or your local government, say, go away, sit down, shut up, get out of here. We're voting 5 nothing to keep that monument up, and you can just go away. And if you don't like it, move. Because this is what the right is told all the time. If you don't like it, move. Get out of here. Leave. And ignore some of the things that are going on in modern society that are simply disgusting. And that's what we're facing in a, in a, in a regular basis. So, uh, you know, the, the tweet by Vermeule is, uh, is important because, I mean, here you have a situation where uh, he's right. The right will not protest. And if they did, they would be crushed. They would be crushed. They would be crushed because you can't even, if you're on the right, draw on sidewalks with chalk. But if you're on the left and you can't attend you know, funerals, weddings, uh, you can't, uh, you, when, you're, when your loved ones are dying, you can't be there. You can't do any of that, but yet all you got to do is call it a protest and go spray paint something and destroy something. And hey, you can do whatever you want. This is the hypocrisy of the left, and it's no one is ever held accountable. If, this is why I'm shocked at times that Trump is not capitalizing on this more than he is. And he's not because we have the neoconservative right running the show really behind the scenes, and they are in agreement with these things. They are in agreement with the monuments coming down. They are in agreement with the radical transformation of American society. They agree with it. So because they agree with it, they're not going to protest it. They're not going to be against it the way they should. And hence, we get more and more dangerous left-wing government. Even uh, you know, Jonathan Turley has said the problem is once you get the, the left in, they're going to be emboldened if they win the election. This is a mandate that Americans want far-left progressive government. When in reality, what might happen with the 2020 election will be that it's a vote against Trump. I mean, we're only less than 100 days out from the election. It's really a vote against Trump, not for Biden. It's not for progressivism. It's against Trump because people are uh, perhaps growing disenchanted with what Trump does. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I think there's a good chance that Biden wins, 
But I wouldn't count you know, Trump out. One of the things that COVID has done, of course, is knocked out his ability to go out and connect with people in, in rallies and other things, which is one of the reasons why he was so popular back in 2016. Some of this, uh, I think, has a political motivation behind it. Obviously, it does. If you can have big protests, but you can't have a Trump rally, I mean, what's going on here, right? Americans want to get back to normal. It's just a matter of you know, how that's going to happen or when that's going to happen. Nobody knows. Uh, it's, this is a tough situation. But certainly, uh, I think Vermeule is correct about you know, what, the, what the right faces. If you can't even scrawl on a sidewalk in chalk, there's no way you're going to have any protests against left-wing government or in any meaningful way because you're all, the media will always work against you and say what you're doing is not what you're doing. And, of course, paint you as all kinds of horrible things. All right. So that's this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. Think locally, act locally, change your own local area, get involved in your own local area, and that will be better for you in the long run. Forget about what happens in Portland. Forget about what happens outside of your town, unless you live there, and then try to change that one too, internally. All right. I'll see you next time with the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then. (laughs) 